0: Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad free on Amazon Music, include it with Prime. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. As you've hopefully realized, I try hard to provide updates on past episodes as they become available. That may be something as simple as sharing a link on social media or using it as a talking point on the Nightcap Po Show episodes. But when the update completely turns the content of the original episode on its head, a standalone episode providing that update is necessary. And that's the case with tonight's episode. Listeners will recall a trilogy of episodes I released back in May covering the 2019 disappearance of 27-year-old musician Holly Ellsworth-Clark from Hamilton, Ontario. During that series, we heard how Holly, who was facing some kind of mental distress, left the apartment she'd been living in and seemingly vanished. The only trace she had left behind was the handful of times CCTV managed to capture her, walking in the rain, both wearing and carrying garbage bags. At the time of my interview with her dad, Dave, Holly was last seen traveling on a street that opened many possibilities as to her destination. In part one, her father described the direction she was traveling in like this.
1: Uh, We didn't get very much. We didn't get much beyond her going across the tracks that are just south of Burlington.
0: And... In the direction that she would have been heading, what where would that lead? Like, if she had have kept a straight line, like, is, would that lead towards woods or towards city, or what is that direction?
1: Taking her to, toward a, uh, toward the port, toward the port authority, but Burlington. It, if you get onto Burlington, you can go east or west from there. Both routes will take you to Toronto or to the other main highways going west. And it could also take you to St. Catharines in Niagara and out of the country or to a boat, you know, or to somebody's car where you get picked up and disappear.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, as far as the update to Holly's case, I'm simply gutted to share that after nine months of desperately searching, Dave has found his daughter, but the story doesn't have a happy ending. Holly was found deceased on September 8th. She was found in the water, roughly one kilometer from the pier her father had described she was traveling in the direction of. The exact circumstances leading to her death remain a mystery. But answered is the question, where is Holly Clark? This tragic update is what we're going to focus on. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, we're again going to be joined by Holly's dad, Dave, and the woman leading the Holly Clark search team, Elle. Now, how how was it that that you found out that that Holly was was found? Like, was this something that came completely out of the blue? Or, you know, was it something where you knew someone was found and you were waiting for results? Like, how was it you learned that that they they had found Holly? Well,
1: there have been a lot of bodies found in the nine months since Holly went missing. And uh, uh, with a few exceptions, L and S.L., who are uh, liaisons with the police, uh, have kind of uh shielded Greta and I from the fact that those bodies were being investigated to see if they were holy so I got the news from from L on the phone she was in Vancouver and uh she called me
0: and And so L you you get like a chance to almost like vet the information so that way Dave and Greta aren't just tied down on every little change I guess
2: yeah, so we, at the beginning of all of the searches, we, we assigned roles to everybody. So we've got one girl that deals only with the police so that they're not talking to five or six or ten different family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's myself who deals with the media and the family and um, the people side of it. And over the term, since January, we've um, we've had, I think, seven or eight bodies turn up that Hamilton police have said eh, might be, might not be, or we'll get a random text from them saying, "Hey, uh, there's been a body found here. It's a male,"
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's all we'll get. Uh, so, as Dave mentioned, we've had the um, the ability to shield them, shield them a little bit from from all of the the bad that's been going on. And on Tuesday, the eighth, I got a phone call in the morning saying that they had found a body in the harbor and that there was a very strong possibility that it was Holly. So we did not tell Dave and Greta, um, just because that roller coaster is, is a little tough to take uh, more than once, so we, Hamilton police went to Toronto, um, accompanied the pathologist during the autopsy and requested dental records from us to determine if it was Holly. So that was completed on the Wednesday. The records were returned early, early Thursday. and um, unfortunately, that was was when we had to to notify the family.
0: Wow. And l where, where you've been in this you know since Holly disappeared as as the liaison, working closely with Dave and Greta and the rest of the family as well as the as well as the police like how did you feel having to? Finally, deliver that information to Dave. Like that must not have been easy.
2: Well, it can I tell him?
0: You know, she
1: actually didn't deliver the information because the police asked her not to deliver the information. Okay. Uh, they just they said, well, just tell them to go home, and uh, they won't know what's going on. Yeah. So the police wanted to tell us, and uh, I'm afraid that uh, being told to go home that you have to go home (laughs) tells you all that you need to know
2: yeah so unfortunately Dave was at work and Greta was in an appointment so uh, we had a plan Uh, Hamilton police and Calgary police liaised because again we're all based in Calgary they had liaised with myself and um, my counterpart uh, Essel to Uh, go down to the house and and tell them in person. And unfortunately when they got there, Dave and Greta weren't home. So I called Dave and he was busy working he didn't answer. So by the time he picked up my phone call, I think it was eight calls in and all I said to him was, I need you to go home. And that's all that needed to be said. Mm -hmm. And I waited on the phone with him for a little bit and then called Greta and did the same and they met the the police at the house and and received a call
1: notification.
0: Well, and you had mentioned um, both of you that there was other times in the past that you know people were found in that area. Was there ever a situation that even got close to this? Like, did you ever think that this was going to happen in the past, or was this the first time it really, you know, you know, seemed like it was her even before you knew for sure? We
2: had, yeah, we had two that were uh, females in uh, the twenty to thirty age range that we were on pins and needles for. For a few hours or a couple days, um, but none of them to the point where HPD was asking for for dental records. This was was the first.
0: Yeah. Now, a, a question for you, Dave. I, I don't know if if anyone can answer this, but the the process of searching for Holly and considering all the options of you know where she could be or what may have happened. Do you think? In any way, any of that prepared you for for dealing with the loss of a, of a child like do you do you think in any way like your, you know your grieving may would have started back when she first disappeared, or was there always like enough hope that she'd be found okay that you know that you never allowed yourself to go there?
1: Ah oh, no, the whole family thought she was dead about a weekend
0: mm-hmm.
1: about about three days in, and we went through all of this grief then. And then, uh, then we found other evidence, and then there were tips and and things like that that sort of forced us to reconsider and, and to uh, bolster our hope again and try to uh, try to do something for her in case she was alive.
0: as time stretched on in like, I'm, there must've been times where you thought like, we're never going to know what happened to her. or Maybe we'll never find out what happened to her. When you got this horrible news that, that she was found, was there any sense of relief at all that at least, you know, now she's able to come home and you're not going to, you know, be left wondering what may have happened.
1: No, there's no relief. It's uh it's uh uh, yeah, I I kind of become accustomed to thinking that she might actually be somewhere else. I just didn't know where. So it was uh, it was a, another another blow, like the first one, but one that there isn't going to be any kind of relief from. Really.
0: Now, where she was found, I. I remember when when we spoke Dave you and you and I in the episode we did a, a while back, you had explained that the direction she was last seen walking would have eventually led to like some some kind of plant in the pier. Is that the area mm-hmm. that she was was found in like where she would have been like if she had kept walking straight on that street she was last seen on?
1: Well initially I thought so, but we've talked to the harbor master and it doesn't seem very likely that her body would have drifted to where it, it ended up from if she had continued in a straight line. So uh, we don't really know where she went from the last point where she was seen, which was just past the tracks on, on Wentworth going toward
0: Burley. And where she was found, like can you describe where that is in relation to where she was last seen? Like was this, was it a far distance away? It's about a
1: kilometer away, I'd say maybe two, no more than that. No more
2: than that. Yeah. You know,
1: and, uh, yeah, I'm not quite in a straight line sort of over toward the uh, over toward the end of the the, uh, the lake a little bit more over west
0: yeah. and now I know uh, based on the things you've been writing in in um, in in the the Facebook group for uh, made up of all of Holly's supporters online i know your focus now is on celebrating holly's life and, and honoring her C- dave can you tell me how you plan to keep holly's memory alive and and keep her all, as you know a much of a part of your life and your family as as possible like how do, how do you see that happening in the future
1: oh i don't know really so <laughs> that's a day to day thing and and you know uh She was a a vibrant person with a sense of humor who wanted us all to have, you know, good lives. So, uh, uh, I guess I'll try to do something whimsical once in a while because that's the kind of person she was. And I guess I will try hard to do things that uh, are maybe a little challenging for me because that's the kind of person she was. But apart from that, you know, I, I, she has some, she has a bunch of wonderful art and writing that she's done, and eventually I'll get back to looking at that, but it's very, very hard to go through that kind of stuff right now, so it's, uh, uh that's probably something for the future.
2: If I can add to that too, Jordan, we've been inundated with people requesting to Uh, do things in her honor or in her name or to help or to assist in any way. So there's a uh, scholarship that the University of Calgary Dinos uh, are currently investigating. Her old high school is looking at an athletic award. We have a vigil here in Hamilton um, on, on Saturday that we've flown into town for, and then of course we've got a celebration of life for her the following weekend. Um, so even in the, the current, uh, climate and the current state that we've got, we have a number of people that are, are doing everything they can to make sure that Holly is never forgotten.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the, the vigil is something I wanted to ask you about, Alex. I, I'm not sure if, if it's you that's behind this, but I've seen, um, a lot of people online planning to take part in a, in a vigil. Is there some kind of virtual component to the vigil, you, the vigil you have planned?
2: Yeah, so Ontario has uh, some COVID precautions in place and uh, one of the precautions that came down this past weekend is that if it's an unorganized event you can only have 25 people together outdoors. We are considered an organized event so we're allowed up to 100 people, not including volunteers. Uh, So we literally this morning just received authorization from the city of Hamilton to to proceed forward with with a vigil. we, in order to do this, we did have to come up with a COVID plan. We've got to provide a bunch of information, and we'll have little bubbles for for people to to sit in uh, for the vigil. Uh, however, we really prefer if people stayed home and joined us from home, lit a candle, had a cup of tea, and and um, celebrated with us this weekend. So there will be a Facebook Live uh, broadcasting this weekend, and then we will be doing something similar for her celebration of life the following weekend.
0: How do they find this Facebook live?
2: Uh, It will be on the group. So if you go into Facebook and and do a search for Holly Clark search, and then when you find the group there, click on events and you will find two upcoming events. One is the vigil in Hamilton. And the second one is the celebration. of life.
0: Now to end this, I have one question for you, Dave, and it's, I'm curious to to hear your thoughts on this is like looking back at, at your time searching for Holly, there, there was such a, like an army of people online that were banding together behind L and you and the rest of your family, helping search and do whatever they could to raise awareness. How do you, how do you and the rest of the family and the rest of your family, if you can talk on their behalf, see this, this kind of support you got from, you know, these online strangers, like, does it, make you feel any better or do you get any satisfaction knowing that so many people were behind you during this like does it change anything
1: oh yeah i mean it's uh not just the online i mean the online pe- people are just kind of an extension of the people that we met in person There's, this it's it's meant a lot that uh that people okay. wanted to help every chance that they, they got that uh That they have uh, gone out of their way to to deal with uh, you know us as we basically made demands on their city and 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 uh, and, uh, you know help us to try to find our daughter. Um, It's it's been uh, enormously meaningful and and has has touched us deeply.
2: We continue to be amazed at the generosity of the people of Hamilton, even tonight talking to uh, some of the girls that are assisting with the Vigil. The city has gone above and beyond. Individuals that we, we've never met have, have absolutely taken Holly into their hearts and for that I think we will be eternally grateful.
0: That was a very difficult conversation. Having covered missing persons cases for as long as this show has existed, this is the first time a case was resolved in a negative way. On behalf of myself and the listeners of Nighttime, my most sincere condolences to Dave, Greta, Elle, and anyone who knows and loves Holly Clark. My hope is that with this chapter of the mystery being closed, you're all better equipped to begin the unimaginable task of living without Holly. As far as coverage on this show, I don't imagine we've heard the last of Holly's story just yet. I hope to revisit this case in a later episode, as hopefully further analysis of Holly's remains will be able to better explain the circumstances with which Holly's life had ended. But that's a while away. The thoughts at this point are in Celebrating Holly's Life, and that is the purpose of the vigil and the service Al had mentioned. I'll have links in the show notes to direct listeners who want to take part in those events. And with that, we'll end this episode. But before we part, I want to give some thanks. First, a massive thank you to Dave and Al for giving me some of their time in this unimaginable moment. And then, of course, a huge thank you to all the listeners of Nighttime, Without your interest and your support, nighttime would have ceased to exist long ago. But that battle is still raging on, and I need as many of you as possible to have my back. If you want to help keep the show rolling, let me recommend the premium feed. Not only does it make the show possible, it gives you more of each topic than you're going to find here in the free feed. And with that said, I want to thank the newest members to that premium feed. Jim, Ben Titus, Gene Lee, and Adam, thank you for your generous support. And for anyone else out there who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can give me a big hand by simply liking and sharing the episodes on social media. If you aren't already following me there, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the handle at NighttimePod. And if you have any story ideas or want to give feedback on the show, you can reach me at NighttimePodcast.com slash contact Now until next time take care of each other hug your loved ones tight and join us in celebrating the life of Holly Clark The Nighttime Podcast is written hosted and produced by Jordan Bonaparte Copyright Jordan Bonaparte